You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 142, recorded March 28th, 2022. The topic for this episode is Truth to Power Part 2. I'm back. I'm your host this time. I am Elamist. Hi, I'm Orkin. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry about last week. It was entertaining. <laughs> I don't know why you're sorry. Don't ever leave the two of us alone ever again. <laughs> like I've I've learned my lesson, but like it was entertaining. <laughs> so we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback that can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore at Hey It's Orchid or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. We like reading it. You could also jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you just want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. If you would like to support the podcast, we have a Ko-Fi set up. That's ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much for your generosity. Not saying finger guns this week. Nope. That's right. Not saying finger guns. (laughs) Um, yeah, every little bit helps and we appreciate it tremendously. You could find our info on the Lord. You're so bad at this. It's because you're gone for a single week. I know, right? I'm off for one week. It all goes to shit. The only vacation you've ever taken in like all of this podcast, you've never been gone. And it wasn't even actually a vacation. It was just, I couldn't people anymore. No, you just couldn't people. You decided to take a week off and you forget how to do our <laughs> intro. You can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. I, We're still there. I don't know for how much longer, though. <laughs> the way you're going, we're not going to be there next week. <laughs> right. They're going to fire us. So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Bungie is suing a lot of people. <laughs> this is called the fuck around and find out twoggle. So as was reported last time, there were a lot of DMCA takedowns that happened on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it a lot of it boiled down to the fact that it was a bunch of trolls and they were trying to, to prove that YouTube is flawed. Ha ha ha. Well, we already knew that, though. Right. Everyone who posts videos on YouTube or makes art content or anything like that, like we used Matt and Gamma as an example, like they fought with CSE for a year, like like on display because and like other people, other artists I know, like some have made their own websites and some have had stuff on Etsy taken down and some of, you know, can't sell stuff on eBay. And it's because it's like a really murky gray area of like how much of it is fan art and how much of it is just like straight up stealing an IP. Right. 
when you're like, that's it's fan art. It's it's completely like not your IP anymore because it's like totally a different thing. But it's like it's still a commission. But is it a commission at this point? Because it's different anyway. Yeah, it's. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm just I'm. I am supportive of Bungie doing this lawsuit, though. Like, <laughs> the lawsuit itself reads like a thriller novel. It is awesome. This lawsuit is um, 29 pages, and their lawyers are big mad, because Bungie is a big mad. Everyone at Bungie is big mad. In the lawsuit document, like, you can tell there's a lot of people who are, like, really just pissed off about the entire situation. So the situation came down to um, the there were apparently 10 John Doe's that Bungie does not know who the Doe defendants uh, or malicious actors are yet. Yet uh, they have that big Sony money now. So they have the capital to find out because when you fuck around Bungie will find out who you are because they have the capital as they said (laughs) um in their lawsuit oh my god this lawsuit my god um they have they uh decided to once there were actual and once there were actual dmca takedowns issued these people were mad enough about it that they created fake CSC Gmail accounts to issue DMCA takedowns and to confuse the community and create chaos. That is essentially what they decided to do. And uh, like, so discord in the community. That's it. And they also use the same email addresses to harass CSC employees and I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Why would you do that? Don't harass people. Harassing people is bad. Like, I don't care who you are. Don't do that. Even if CSC sucks. Like, that doesn't mean you go harass the people who work there. Right. Jesus Christ. Like, they're just trying to do their job. Yeah. But I am waiting to see how this plays out because this is going to be some grade A drama. Yeah. Really is. And like, I really hope that Bungie finds out who did it because they fucked with people's livelihoods. Yep. I hope these fuckers get boned hard. Yep. Like, I am not going to sugarcoat it. You fuck with people's livelihoods. You deserve what comes at you. Bungie's big mad. Elemis is big mad. Yeah. It's, (laughs) um... How can I say it? Bungie relies on the goodwill of its community because it is quote unquote free to play. We've had this argument in the past that it, this game is not free to play. Like, I don't give a shit who you are. This game right. is not free it, in any like respect at all. But it does rely on the goodwill of its community to to keep going. Because people are not going to buy the game or buy any like DLC or spend money like on silver or 
anything like that or keep playing each week or buy the season pass or anything like that if you're big mad at Bungie. Bife isn't going to make videos, right? Right. Like Astacross won't make videos and neither will Datto or anybody. Right. If they can't make videos, what if Rick Kakis can't make a video? Like, what we the all, hell? We all would get 10 minutes back to our lives. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! I'd be really <laughs> sad. I like his videos. Like, I, I joke, but like, yeah. His, his content is good. But in the lawsuit, like, there were actual quotes from community members and content creators about how like they're fearful of putting out more videos or even just leaving the ones that they already had up. And that does something to, to the community does something to the people. Like it's, it's, it's not good for the Bungie brand. So like at this point, these fake takedowns have hurt Bungie's brand. And so I, I'm, I'm fully supportive of this lawsuit. This um, actually they use strong language in their introduction. The strong language included this caused Bungie significant reputational and economic damage for obvious reasons. As discussed below, the Destiny community was bewildered and upset, believing that Bungie had reneged on a promise to allow players to build their own streaming communities and YouTube channels on Destiny 2 content. Destiny community members were also misled to believe that Bungie's brand protection agent was also fraudulent, causing confusion among users as to the authenticity of legitimate DMCA notices. Bungie had to devote significant internal resources to addressing it and helping its players restore their videos and channels, an effort complicated by the fact that while YouTube has a form that allows anyone to claim to represent a copyright holder and issue copyright strikes... It has no dedicated mechanism for copyright holders who are being impersonated to let YouTube know about the DMCA fraud. As detailed below, this meant that Bungie had to work through several layers of YouTube contacts before it could adequately communicate and begin addressing the problem. Though Bungie does not currently know the identities of Doe defendants, whose anonymous conduct occurred just days ago, it will discover them soon via subsection 512H subpoena or otherwise, and will promptly amend this complaint once it does. For now, though, and particularly given the ease with which malicious actors can exploit YouTube's flawed DMCA practice and harm Bungie's community, Bungie brings this action to recover for the Doe defendant's torturous and illegal conduct and, frankly, to demonstrate to anyone else stupid enough to volunteer as a defendant by targeting Bungie's community for similar attack that they will be met by legal process. Very strong language. I do like the stupid enough part. I'm like, right, <laughs> right. Stupid enough to volunteer <laughs> <laughs> to be the next defendant. <laughs> stupid enough. Oh, I mean, I do like it. And that is just a small section. Like the mm -hmm. rest of it is just as good. So if anybody has time and, and is able to search it out, like I highly suggest reading it. It's it is a good read. It does actually level out in the suit saying where Bungie's income stream does come from. Yes. So in the actual suit, it says Bungie's income stream from the Destiny 2 game is entirely based on additional content gamers choose to buy. 
downloadable content, including expansions, additional campaigns and storylines, excuse me, in-game currency is silver, which players can purchase for real money and use in the Destiny 2 world to purchase cosmetic items for their characters, seasonal content, and other in-game features and additions. Thus, unlike a more typical model in which companies earn income by retailing individual copies or downloads of games, Bungie generates revenue from Destiny 2 if and only if its players find the game experience so compelling and enjoyable that they want to buy additional content. As a result, the level of connection and community that Bungie's players share directly affects Bungie's bottom line. So true. Like, this actually really hurt Bungie. Yeah. Like. Because, I mean, as as a game that is free to play and it, they make their revenue off of content that you decide to purchase, mm-hmm. if they hurt the brand, you're not going to want to buy anything from them. No. If you want to know the actual hoops they had to go through with YouTube, like starting around page 15 of this, it goes through like the actual email chains that they had to actually go through. And it's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like absolutely ludicrous of what they had to do to... But, uh, actually get a hold of anybody at Google to speak right. to anybody and try to figure out what happened and try to get people's videos like reinstated. And it actually seems like when they do a takedown with CSE, at least through Google, it's actually something that they take the time to say, yes, this video, it, this actually is something that falls within the purview of something that we would copyright strike like they actually think about it and it goes through quite a few channels and it goes through a process yeah it's not something that they just click and say yep taking this down taking this down taking this down it's actually something that they actually think about yeah at at least on the youtube side i don't know about any other takedowns Mm -hmm. or anything now what this means for their music like in-game music that uh, they didn't have a problem with until, you know, a week ago. We'll see. But I don't know if that was a fake takedown or a real takedown. So I don't know now. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Judging by what was written in the lawsuit, it sounded like a lot of this came from the fact that in order to make a DMCA claim on YouTube, you have to have a Gmail account. Mm. And because you like CSE had to create a Gmail account, they made one and it looks like it's just a, an average person's email account. Mm-hmm. So it looked like it was just a fake email being used to do takedowns. So whoever the actual trolls were, were like, this fake account is causing all these issues so then they made fake accounts in order to actually do the same exact thing i swear to god it's like if you stab somebody with a knife and you look at them and you're like knives are a problem aren't they and you just keep stabbing them like (laughs) that does not make sense it it doesn't make sense because they they just obviously didn't think things through i don't know they didn't look into any of the processes it was just they saw how it affected them and fuck everything else i don't know i mean 
it's they did call out with rather strong language at the beginning of section five on page 18 from the defendant's confession and harassment um, of CSC. They said, while Bungie's legal department management and executives were attempting to negotiate the Byzantine procedural labyrinth Google required before it would address the fraud its users were committing, let alone identify who its fraudsters were, Doe defendants themselves were gloating, confessing, and threatening. What kind of paragraph is this? I just love the strong language against YouTube there. Uh, Byzantine procedural labyrinth? I mean, accurate. Yeah. Right? (laughs) If anyone who's ever had to deal with Google and posted a video or gotten like a copyright strike and oh my God, it's 100% true. Uh, they they made they made it so complex to actually do anything that nothing can be done it's true it's super easy for someone to claim something on your video but when it comes to you having to do something to appeal a claim on your video like you can't delete it because if you delete it the claim stays on your account because then you can't appeal it But if you appeal it, it takes forever to get it off. But then if you have the appeal going, you can only appeal one video at a time. So if you have like a bunch of videos that have been claimed, your account is gone. Pretty much. And you can't upload anything. And then that's your livelihood is gone because you're not getting any money. Your money is held up. Google's the worst. Yep. So when they say Byzantine procedural labyrinth, yeah, like to address the fraud its users were committing like not even the fraud its users were committing just like just in general i mean this reminds me of there is a poor youtuber i don't even remember his name but it had to do with like naruto videos i think it was naruto it might have been one piece it was something but it was um it was a guy who did like anime reviews And he did, he actually did like anime reviews and did like a bunch of things like with the company. Oh, I I remember. Do you, the guy, he did stuff with Toei, like with whatever, whatever. I thought it was for Dragon Ball. Was it? Was it Dragon Ball? No, it was Dragon Ball. He, yeah, no, he did stuff with, he did stuff with, with the company even. With Toei Animation. Yeah, with Toei. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and he got like struck on everything until he got his channel back finally because they struck him on like the weirdest stuff. Right. Because someone just went through and like claimed a bunch of his videos and they didn't even watch them. They just claimed his videos for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember watching that actually. Like his video about what happened. It's the same thing. It's it needs to change. It's a broken mm-hmm. system. It needs revamping. Yeah. I'm hoping that Google's actually taking this seriously. It's. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I just, uh, I don't know. The whole thing, if you have a chance to read it, um, there, there are so many articles out about this now. This We're recording this Monday, the 28th of March. 
the legal filing went out the 25th, but the articles kind of all came out today, like a couple hours ago. It got filed Friday, but it actually processed yeah. today. So, yeah, the suit's out and everyone's talking about it. So if you have a chance to read it, it's, it's so good. It's it's an interesting read. Mm hmm. Orchid and I sat here laughing about we it. We were, we were, it was laughing and also like in shock because it actually describes Bungie's um, DMCA takedown process really, really well and in detail. Yeah. So if you're a YouTuber or an artist and you've had like copyright problems with Bungie, like this is actually a really good read for you because then you know what process they go through. When they issue DMCA takedowns, yeah. it actually is, it's a good read and it's, um, very thrilling to read. Like, I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh yeah. It just kept getting better with every paragraph. I, it is. I just, I can't wait to read more, but this is definitely not done yet. I can't wait until the 10 names are revealed because you know, the minute you the minute those names are released everyone's gonna know who it is oh i know everyone's gonna know and it's just gonna be a witch hunt the witch hunt will begin oh man the destiny community is gonna be on fire the entire community is gonna come together just to hunt these 10 people down it's gonna be like christmas jesus christ it's gonna be a dark dark day in the destiny community yeah oh god I don't know if I can do it. Well, well, like it's going to be a dark day, but also a bright one because we'll actually all be together coming together for a, a common cause. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but. Uh. Anyway. Oh, my God. Speaking of fuck around and find out trials, carries and account recoveries are being banned. Finally, they're cracking down on it. And it's it's. I'm for it. You know, I actually, when I saw that, I logged into my account really quickly and I'm like, was I banned? Because <laughs> <laughs> people log into my account to like do things for me because I can't do like half the shit in the game. So I was like, oh shit, am I banned? Because <laughs> like five people have the login for my account. So. I get that because you... You can't do VOG. You can't. No, I can't do shit. Like people do like raids and stuff for me. So I'm like, oh, no, like. Yeah, does doesn't he, doesn't the, the new raid also give you issues? The new raid's worse than VOG. Oh. <sighs> but I like the new raid. I want to do it. It's just like I have to be really careful. I can only do certain things in the new raid. I just have to like stay out in the middle, <laughs> which is like the danger zone. <laughs> I just can't go in any dark rooms, so I can't, like, do the fun stuff. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I really like the new raid, though. The new raid's really cool. Yeah, I really like it a lot. My team is already seal hunting, triumph hunting for the raid, so I'm about halfway done with the seal. Um, But the last half, I'm time-gated, and it's higher difficulty shit as well, so it's... I might be halfway done in numbers, but like an eighth of the way done. But yeah, the raid is fun. Yeah, it's super good. But I did have to like make sure that my account wasn't banned when they announced that. <laughs> I had this like momentary, <laughs> like my stomach dropped like into my feet. 
I was very like paranoid for a second. <laughs> that moment that you're like, oh fuck, was I hit? The moment where I was like, oh, am I banned again? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Not again. Well, you should stop those re- account recoveries. I can't. <laughs> Man. <laughs> anyway. But you know who doesn't need an account recovery? <laughs> Rindle. I was about to say this this Lore Network ad. I mean, we could get the Lore Network ad to do account recubs for a crispy dollar. I got you a dollar. Ooh. The Lore Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny Lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos. So join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. I'd say that was definitely worth a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I mean, they're banned now, so it doesn't matter battle. I got them. Mm-hmm. Damn. Battle I gets everyone in the end. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this lore book was introduced in Forsaken and was obtained by going to the Queen's Court every three weeks. Yeah. With the release of Beyond Light, the lore book is available to all players. This lore book is utterly confusing until you actually read it and think about how it's actually structured do you know how it's structured dumb (laughs) for the first part go back and listen to episode 141 okay so this reading is called act choose react and it is a choose your own adventure so i'm just gonna choose my own adventure take us on an adventure (laughs) Okay, so buckle up, chuckle fucks. Here we go. Warning. The following reading should only be attended by professionals. You experience a vivid hallucination. You're standing in the courtyard of the tower. You're without armor or weapon, and your senses seem more vivid than usual. Under your tongue is the taste of salt. To look down into the last city, go to A. To move deeper into the tower, go to B. We're going to A. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm spoiling this for you. We're going to A. The city is gone. You see a metallic complex of ancient stone, green bronze matter, luminous pathways, and deep wells of Vex brine. The traveler's remains have been integrated into the network. Suddenly, you perceive an infinity of human minds living within the network. Some exist in familiar circumstances. Others experience pain, pleasure, or madness beyond the ability to imagine. You understand that their limitless suffering, salvation, insanity is an incidental byproduct of a greater work. To keep looking, go to L. To move deeper into the tower, go to B. We're going to L. Let's go. The Vex compromise your ghost. 
Your body releases itself into a pool of saline and slime. And your ghost delivers your soul to the Axis mines. Oh, shit. Go to A. The city is gone. You see a metallic complex of ancient stone, green, bronze matter, blah, blah, blah. Go to B. We're moving deeper into the tower. Go to B. Toki, come to B with us. You find Banshee 44, Katie 5530, Master Rahul, Tess Everest, Benedict 9940, Soraya Hawthorne, Executor Hideo, Amanda Holiday, Arak Jalal, and Cade 6 in their usual places. Rip. Cade seems to do. You see unusual light coming from what was once the speaker's chamber. A throaty voice calls you into the hangar to play soccer. To speak to Cade, go to C. To investigate the speaker's chamber, go to D. To play soccer, go to E. Let's go speak to Cade. Go to C. Okay, do you want to go speak to Cade? He's dead. Toki. No, you can't go speak to Cade. He's dead. God. Cade deals out a countably infinite number of cards, but runs out before he can give all of his players a full hand. He sighs and scuffs his feet on the floor. If I'm here, he says, I guess they'll figure I'll never do anything new or confusing again. They got enough on Nessus to approximate me. They don't expect to get any more, so I must be dead. Huh. Go to B. We were just at B. So we're going to go investigate the speaker's chamber because we were just at B. Go to the speaker's chamber. Go to D. All right. A Vex Hydra hovers in the place once occupied by the speaker's machine. Oh, shit. As you approach, a jet of brine spurts from its chassis and the corpse of a Greek woman with snakes for hair tumbles onto the floor. <laughs> the Vex indicates to you that it is Coria Blade Transform. Oh, we killed her and that it created Medusa to communicate with you. She crashed when she escaped her virtual machine. To attack the Vex, go to F. To gather Medusa's body, go to G. Fuck. Where are we going? Uh... I guess we're going to F. Coria batters you with its weapons, but you are stunningly powerful here. The sword logic of the space yields to you. You tear Coria apart and feel a sudden start like waking from a dream. Go to A. Shit. The city is gone. You see a metallic complexation stone, blah, blah, blah. I guess we're gonna fucking... Go back to B again. I guess we could go to Speaker's Chamber. Go fight Coria. Let's go investigate the Speaker's Chamber. Go to D. Vex Hydra hovers in the place once occupied by the Speaker's machine as you approach a dead of bride's Go to gather Medusa's body. Go to G. God, this is so hard. Toki, do you want to help me with this? Jesus. Toki, you want to help me read? You lift Medusa's body and carry her away. The corpse speaks to you. <laughs> the curse placed upon the Dreaming City was modeled upon the recursive time loop computations of the Vex and made real through the power of a taken Ahamkara feeding upon the unified wish of six elite guardians. 
I created these circumstances to attract guardians in a great mass. I need your help to emancipate myself from the power that controls me. If you can free me from Duel and Karu's mastery, I can help your species go to J. I know Duel and Karu. I killed Duel and Karu. That's the person at the top of the fucking Shattered Throne Tower. Hotoki. Go away. Busy. J. When you killed Riven, she granted your wish to see the city made safe. But as all wish granters do, she perverted that wish, opening the Dreaming City to Duel and Karu. When you defeated Duel and Karu in turn, I reset the entire Dreaming City to keep her permanently occupied battling you. You must use these loops to find a way to permanently destroy her. Medusa's body falls silent in your arms. To ask for clarification, go to G. To lay Medusa to rest, go to K. To refuse the metaphor of Medusa's body and scour the crashed AI for raw information, go to L. Oh, we know not to go to L. L is bad. L is where you go back to A, so we're not doing L. So we can ask for we can ask for clarification or we can lay Medusa to rest. Um Asking for clarification is going to G. G is where we just were. That just takes us back to J. So we have to lay her to rest. Going to K. You bring Medusa before Rahul. Ah, he sniffs. Another battle trophy? Pre-collapse. Post-foreboding. A covert intelligence designed to watch over a high-risk colony mission. Allow me to decrypt her for you. It issues you several tokens, a rare quality fusion rifle, a shader, and a letter. The letter reads, Achieve light level 999 and defeat Duel and Karu in a one-person fire team to unlock the true ending of the Dreaming City. Huh. Is that the end? I've reached the end. There are other paths that you can There are other up. paths, but that's that's the end of that path. I've Correct. I've reached the end of that path. There's another path that leads me to Oh, I didn't choose to go play soccer. Let's see. I could go back to B. Let's see. Let's go back to B. To play soccer. Go to Go to go to E. All right. Harris Morn waits for you on the hangar floor. She wears hive skin leathers and a thick sweatband over her eyes. As you approach, she dribbles a soccer ball with astounding skill. After a brutal game, you defeat her 10 to 9. She falls over, sweating and laughing, much more cheerful than you expect of her. I can always count on you to win, she says. Give yourself a point and go to B. That's fun. I like that. Is there anyone that I didn't read? Which one did I yes. not read? H I M. Really? If you're reading the options in linear yep. order rather than making choices and following the go to instructions, you have perceived these events as a vex might 
go to L. If you continue reading in linear order rather than go to L, then go to I. All right, well, then I'm going to I. Guardians make their own fate, but what if the process by which they decide upon their own fate could be understood and manipulated? Ew. I mean, okay. It's more fun to, like, go to places. I think it's kind of fun that way. If you have 100 points when you read this, go to X. That's M, by the way. This is literally a choose-your-own-adventure hallucination that our Guardian had. I like it. It's fun. And this is actually the entry that gave us the whole, like, solo, you know, doing the, the solo Shattered Throne with power level 999, and which led to, I, I forget who it was, um, but then it, Glad was coaching them through Shattered Throne, doing it solo. And I swear, it was like the Bungie employees did not expect it. So they quickly threw together like a one or two paragraph thing from Savathun and just posted it the, the very next morning. Like it was just, it was interesting. It was fun. It, it was a way for them to engage with the, the community using content from a year ago it, from, you know, when the actual thing happened, which was uh season one dying. So shadow keep. So like they, they still, it, it was an interesting thing that they were just like, Oh, Hey, somebody did this one thing that we had no clue about. So let's just have a little fun with it. I enjoyed reading it. I mean, it's very, I don't think there's anything in any lore that is quite like this. No. And it's very creative. And I think they had a lot of fun writing it. I loved choose your own adventure books when I was a kid. I had a few. I was not a huge fan of them, but I, the few times that I actually did them, I, I enjoyed it. So should I continue on? Yeah. And this is Injection. X. Eris Morn's body twitches and folds. The sweat of her brow squirms back to her pores and burrows in like glistening larva. Suddenly, there is a sound like a single bone struck upon a metal plate, and in the dark interval between two firework detonations, the body loses all structure, falls loosely upon itself like a rag drifting in water, tumbles, then snaps suddenly flat and taut into a pane of leather and skin. Through that pane comes a long black needle, and the skin around it dimples into the erratic spun cancer topology of some gruesome four-dimensional waveform which no monist process could ever produce. Out of that needle, as if dispatched into the world through fatal injection, comes the emaciated magnificence of Duel Karu. I must yield truth to you, the Hive Wizard sings in a voice that would make the terms of an equation flee from each other and hide in the arrays of distant sets so that arithmetic 
itself would collapse. It is in the architecture of these spaces to reward the victor. There is no queria here. There are no vex, nor any conspiracy to untake that which was taken by my uncle and which now serves my queen. All of those lies were part of my throne world, which you have sought. Is my cyclical death not the very engine which brings you here? again and again in hope of answers thus i do own the portion of your mind which you devote to truth's pursuit would you ask to know about my mother the crested head twitches with alien emotion the fungal shoulders roll beneath their armored plate is she the one you seek witch queen savathun archantrope Queen of Encrypts, the Black Needle, deepest in the Hive Coven, Emancipator of Worms, the missing piece of all puzzles, who shall see the cosmos unborn into an infinitely dwindling egg? Shall I tell thee of the destiny she has realized for you, of the right and singular fate which Medusa foresaw, and to which all your principles and purposes will bring you? Shall I betray the truth, which you have earned, of my purpose in this endless city, and of the new way to which her hive will turn? So be it. You will know, though it shall doom you. Verse 154I3 Her New Compact Now in ancient days her brother Oryx spoke According to the plan Savathun had devised for him. Saith Oryx, The worm within demands tribute. Now you shall kill what you can, and take what killing you need to grow. Or for your own purposes, if you dare, and tithe the rest to that which rules you. Thus tribute will ascend the chain, and the excess shall pool at the height as unlike a river to an ocean. But Savathun, desiring neither a chain nor a pool, set about devising a secret way to feed the worms of her brood. Thus, she would escape the trap. In her modest cunning, which she prefers not to be overstated so as to preserve her from the scorn of gossips, she gathered several of her ascendants, who were in danger of being consumed by their worms. Then she pushed them through a rupture into close orbit of a black hole. Deep in gravity's embrace, time passed slowly for them. See how their worms are satisfied, Savathun said. For their hunger grows sluggishly, but their servants continue to dispatch tribute at the ordinary rate. But the worms sensed the deception and increased their demands. Thus, the orbiting sacrifices were consumed and their remnants fell into the event horizon from which not even the hive might return. Now Savathun came into possession of the Vexquiria, whose creation she had secretly engineered. 
but she feared that Quiria would still spy on her for inquisitive oryx. So she led her portion of the hive into a black hole, saying, Siblings, listen, we must part ways a while, so that we may grow different. Now we stake everything upon cunning, said she whose lies may alter truth. Slaughter each other so that I may reap tribute and devise for you a new compact which shall judge thy claim to existence. This pleased Ur, the Everhunger, whose epithet betrayed an interest in time and appetite. Ur admired her cunning as she used tribute to teach Quiria to use hive magic as a computational oracle to solve unsolvable problems. One of these problems was the navigation and engineering of the Singularity. Then Savathun went out from her throne world unto the Singularity which she looked upon and understood. Upon this place I shall assemble my design, Ayat. That was a lot. Yeah. My goodness. And that was still part of the choose your own adventure. I, yeah. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a lot of like sayeths and shit. Right. I mean, I always, I always thought Coria was like Oryx's pet dog. Like, that's how I always viewed Coria. That's how Savathun viewed him, too, apparently. Mm -hmm. Or her. It. It. Her. It. it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, here's your Oryx's pet chinchilla. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, it's essentially it's Savathun's Books of Sorrow that we're reading. But it's being told to us by yeah. dueling Karu in a hallucination. Yeah. So, yeah. There might be some things that are not quite right there. It's, I mean, we're reading this now with, like, all the knowledge that we have currently, which, like, negates all of this. It, yeah. Like, this is all bullshit now. This is all right. this is meaningless. And it's not completely meaningless. Okay, what's not meaningless? Because, like, t- me sitting here, it's all meaningless. <laughs> this, there's, there's a small part here that actually made, it, it brings it into current story, actually. Savathun's trying to trick the worm. She's trying to get out of needing that tribute. So she's exper- So like she's experimenting. She's trying to trick the worms because she knows that if she can trick the worm, then she doesn't have to be what the hive worms are making her. Do you think once she knows what the worms require, that they'll be able to free everybody from the worms? And, like, free all of the hive? Possibly. Yes, I mean, like, we have her worm trapped in a gun. And and that's that's now. I'm pretty sure that all the hive that we've been fighting in Savathun's throne world don't have the worms. I mean, some of the lesser hive, sure. But, like, the hive light bearers, they don't have worms. So 
she was starting to do that. She was starting to free the hive of the actual worms so that they could be krill again. Yeah. But this is where she started. Mm -hmm. She started with trying to trick the worms. I mean, that didn't work very well for her, obviously. And and I'm I'm wondering how much of it is the fact that like she tried tricking them, no. it didn't work. Then she tried doing other tricks against the worms, and those didn't work. So then finally she was like, "All right, I just need the worm removed," mm-hmm. and that finally did work. She was able to dye a krill, mm-hmm. and then she got rezzed. So like, as much as I hate the character, her entire goal was just to get rid mm-hmm. of the worm and i can't blame her for that no i can't blame her for that either i mean she was successful in the end yeah it just took you know a lot of people dying well and and she went about it using the wrong methods yeah like if she would have just asked for our help it wouldn't have been so bad but she cursed the dreaming city she tricked callus she did all this stuff and it's like i i if you would have just come to us to begin with it wouldn't have been so bad right so it's like yeah we might have been you know the quote bad guy end quote of uh the witch queen dlc yeah but it's only because she forced our hand yeah if she wasn't so secretive if she wasn't constantly just trying to fuck people over like, if she had come to us early, it wouldn't have been such an issue. And honestly, we could have avoided the entire Witch Queen campaign. I still say we could have avoided the whole thing if we just talked to her and had a conversation and was just like, oh, what do you know? What do we know? Okay. But the thing is, like, yeah, we could have done that, but it also didn't help that she painted herself into a corner. I mean, <sighs> Savathun led us to that point. Mm. So, like, as much as I want to say that we were the bad guys, it, it's only a half statement because she she started it. She became our enemy by doing all this shit against us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she gets the light. And even then, she still manipulated us. Right. After losing her memories, after being rezzed, like she still manipulated us. So I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. I do. I do see how things could have been different. But for the most part, I just things turned out the way they did. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, getting back to the original bit. Yeah. That's that's the little portion that I see actually being not completely useless. Is the fact that she's trying to trick the worm. I'm, yeah. And honestly, like, the worm is, like, just taking, like, a detour for a second. Doing the worm mission is really interesting because the worm is actually helpful. Taking, like, my own opinions on the worm gun and uh, morality of the worm gun aside, the mission itself is really interesting. And I actually enjoyed the mission. Even though it's fucking dumb how much running around I had to do. Why do I have to go so far away and like walk so far just to pick up a fucking token? Whoever designed this mission just dislike. 
dislike. Thumbs down. Person who designed this quest. Dislike. Why would you do this to me? Don't. <laughs> Don't make me walk so far next time. Jesus Christ. Everything I need, I can do within 10 feet of my person. Like, I don't need to go to Kingdom Come to go get a fucking token in the middle of nowhere. I know your map is really big and you want me to go see everything. And you're like, this place is so cool. Come look at everything. No. <sighs> anyway, the worm gun is super cool. And the fact that it talks to you is really neat. And you kind of like glean information off of it. And I never expected that from the the worm. Like, did you expect the worm to talk to you and have conversations with you? I didn't expect him to be voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Like, it, I, right. I didn't expect Star Horse to be in the worm and to talk to me. Because, like, you expect it to be this evil nope. being. And it's it's fucking Star Horse is in the worm. Not. <laughs> it, it's not no. talking that way. It's, it's the fucking platypus. <laughs> fuck yeah. right it's it's just it's like i nailed the voice like right away i was like oh it's it's Maker. It's the worm yeah <laughs> i i noticed it right away i was like oh it was great I was, I, and the whole thing was really enjoyable it was fun mission the whole thing it was and and that mission had a lot of lore bombs in, in there like it was it did like the fact that Savathun helped prevent the existence. Of, sorry. Extinction. Savathun helped prevent the extinction yes. of the human race. That's crazy. That in itself is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Didn't expect that. What? What? Yeah. Crazy. She was. Yeah. There was a lot about that mission that it was like, what? And it started painting her in a different light. Yeah. Crazy. Too little too late. Right. But, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was still a fun mission. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was so great. I'm I'm not a fan of the gun. I haven't. I put it but. in my. Um, the minute I got it, I infused it into my uh, Reed's Regret. And. And unfor unfortunately. There's a uh, triumph that you actually need to be able to hurt yourself with the gun and then shoot these rifts to close them. So that's mostly why I'm keeping it around. I'm not going to get the triumph. You think I care about that? Oh, I'm speaking about myself. Oh, I'm I for for me. I don't. I, I know you couldn't care less, and I don't give. A fuck. I don't give a fuck about triumphs. I, my triumph score could be five. I don't care. So. I know you don't care and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no. I'm just like, oh, okay. Me. It's fine. But yeah. Um, yeah, the I just think it's really interesting that the worm spoke to us and the mission was cool. And uh, yeah, just that on the tail end of this, like actual lore was that's interesting. Also, Coria, it's just still Oryx's. Chihuahua. We're just gonna go with that. Chinchilla. Oh, oh, it's still a chinchilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it funnier that way? It is. <laughs> okay. Because I can just see Coria. Coria is in a little dust box. 
she's just like doing a little shake. Well, like, well, like I can see Gloria with like one of those hamster wheels, and the wheels going, but she's just floating there. Artist, please. I can't draw. <laughs> Can someone please draw a Coria and a hamster wheel? <laughs> I also need Coria in a dust box. <laughs> it's like half covered in dust, but the dust is taken. <laughs> oh, God. fun i'm gonna read the next one what is this thank you this is verse 154 i4 call the thrall from a random crypt savathun selected a young thrall and summoned it into the high coven it came hesitantly fearing death but nonetheless it came Come, come, snapped Savathun. Listen as I reveal unto you my design. You are aware that gravity is the curvature of space-time, and where gravity is powerful, the time itself slows. The thrall indicated that it understood, more or less, for it was a singer of prayers and not well fed with the fruit of the knowledge of physics. Now, I have tried to put an ascendant in orbit of a black hole while its spawn gathered the tribute of an eon, but the worm is not satisfied for it sees the trick. What I must do is amplify the speed at which tribute is gathered. A pocket world where time passes quickly would do well, or a world where time is a Taurus and infinite violence might be gathered. With such a murder battery, I could become a being of supreme insight. The thrall indicated it was confused, but not lost. With this tribute, I shall undertake a mighty work, a real humdinger of a scheme. I'm going to refinance my entire existence. I'm going to move from an existential economy based on the accumulation of violence to an existential economy based on the accumulation of secrets in the tribute of failing to understand me. I shall name this tribute of failing to understand Imbaru, for it shall be as formless as the mist. The thrall held up its claws as if to say, please slow down. Now spoke Savathun's scheme, mother. In the beginning, Yule said to me, Savathun, you may never abandon cunning. If you do, your worm shall devour you. Cunning is the use of thought to predict the function of a system. Therefore, wherever a being should attempt to understand me and fail, has my cunning not defeated theirs? Wherever a falsehood is repeated about me, have I not displayed cunning? I shall gather tribute from every false prediction, misguided theory, fearful rumor, an ominous supposition which derives from the thought of me. And in time, I shall pin my quiddity upon these rumors. I shall discorporate so that I exist wherever my schemes and conspiracies also exist. And so I will be immortal as long as anyone seeks to understand me and fails. Do you see? The thrall demurred, saying that it did not know much of metaphysics. Good. 
said Savathun. It's a law of the High Coven that one's sinister plan should be incomprehensible to a thrall. Do you know why we've come here? If I am to take my tribute from the keeping of secrets, where else are secrets better kept than beneath the event horizon? My brother ruled the flat space of infinity, but I prefer these tide-washed depths. And in time, I shall make them my dominion. Er, the ever-hunger heard this and was pleased. Verse 154i, colon, 5. The encrypted verse. Do you know that nothing in all the cosmos has read this verse? I encrypted it eons ago, and ever since, it has gone undeciphered. At the moment you laid eyes upon it, I encaptured the entwined quantum state of the verse, your mind, and your ghost. Then I used Coria to transmit that state back in time to the moment of encryption. You are your own one-time pad, the key to the lock of understanding. Who am I? Call me Coyote. Call me Mantis. Serpent. Cain. Anansi. Call me Sri Cleans his brother's stomach. Call me the Grand Master of Semiosis, the jeweler's hammer which gilds the signal. A purposeful mob, none of whose members know its purpose. The infinite regress of enigmas. A self-questioning answer. The word not spoken. Black ice. Cataract of mimes. The ache and fever of overthought while bedridden with illness. The intolerable thorn of frustrated inquisition. Gray regret at the end of a fruitless day. The thing which is unlike your beloved but arbitrarily recalls your beloved to agonizing effects. That one. <laughs> the Arctic crave of the no window needle driven in flesh with skin so that desperate fingers cannot pull it out. Sweet petal. Unmemorable. Crystal death. The provably improvable. I know your people well. And so I know all your names for me. But what is your name? I am, of course, especially interested in you. You saw me in the stone laid on your plotting table and in the shining eyes of the Admiral at her dying helm. You hunted me in between the lines of your texts. Wherever there was space to fit me in, there you found me. You created me and gave me a part of your thoughts, and in presenting those thoughts to others around the campfires and networks of your little world, you expanded that space. Here at the center, I lie to you the truth. You have everything you need to know it, but I will give you a clue as the duelist gives you warning before she draws. The answer you seek to the dreaming city is simple, not complex.
Thank you, sweet friend. You are a gift and a delight. You are more dear than my mother, for you have given birth to me a thousand times. So real quick, uh, we had actually stopped reading it and did a little research because of the paragraph, you know, call me coyote, call me mantis, blah, blah, blah. It's so long. I, I call it a paragraph, but it is literally a run on sentence. Yeah, I know. It's a very sexy one. <laughs> so Cain is spelled C-A-G-N. So we are probably mispronouncing it, and we apologize. We were trying to figure out some pronunciation for it and just could not find anything quickly. But we did find out that it is an African god of shape-shifting, and Anansi is an African god of trickery. So, like, this is just Savathun being like, oh, yeah, I'm all the things you 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 think I am. But the thought that really interested me was the fact that she knew the names of those two deities. That means she must have been on Earth long before the collapse. Or she knows how to read a book. And she has Google. <laughs> that That's possible. She can have Google like we have Google. She's just like, hey, you guys, you know, what? I got Google. I'm in the computer. What up? That's that's possible. I'm in, I'm in the Google. But based off of what we we learned just this current season about how she actually was on Earth during the collapse, I I just I feel like it's it's more than just she Google searched it. So you think she was all of these things? Not necessarily. At at the very least, I think she was impersonating people and learning about us, like humanity in general. But that would actually be interesting if she was the the trickster god in all these kind of religions. Interesting. Like, what if she was Anansi and Cain and Loki and just like all the, the gods of trickery? Nothing is confirmed. It's just she was like, oh, hey, all these names. But like, it's a fun thought experiment. No, I like it. It's interesting. It's interesting. Because, like, gods of trickery, they're still leading people to their deaths. Oh, they totally are. So, like, she's still getting the trivia. Yeah. So, like, it's in the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah, it is, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. She's definitely, with, with, this read, with this reading, both of them, because this is two readings in one. The first one is interesting because she is she's talking very much like like I was in physics. The first thing that I did in school was physics before I changed my major. And that was like more of a by necessity thing because I had to drop out of school for a year before going back. And um, I was almost done with my degree. I just had one more year to go. And like all the people that I was in school with, at least like in my degree with me, were very much kind of like her. And not saying that they were they were like Savathun levels of evil. I'm saying like the way she's like talking through like her thoughts out loud and just like using the thrall kind of as a sounding board is very familiar to me. 
at least as a scientist. Heck, I'm not a scientist and I do that. Yeah, but it's just the the way she speaks and like the rhythm that she speaks with and um like the words she uses and that just everything about this is just very familiar to me um like even in physics and then later like when i did chemistry and geology and stuff this very i wouldn't say like oh it's so nice like it's totally it's warm and comfy like it's not it's not with but it's like it's very like it's very familiar it's um but she's employing things that you that are familiar to you that i very much yeah that i very much have seen and used before myself but a, a lot of my colleagues and friends have used um uh, it's kind of interesting i like that she's just speaking to this poor thrall who's yeah. just standing there i like it but like that right there the fact that she's doing that mm-hmm. it's more humanisms that are being put into her mm-hmm. it's lending to my theory <laughs> But yeah, and and this poor thrall is just sitting there like, slow down. I'm trying to understand. This is way above my pay grade. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty great. The stark difference between the first part and the second part where she's like almost trying to coax the person who's reading it, but almost kind of like it. Yeah. Because it's her words are really sweet and cloying. The encrypted verses. It's interesting, just like the the, the difference between the two, because they are very different, the way they read and feel. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, do you want to read the next one? Sure. And this is going to be our last one for the night, because it's already after midnight. The entry is called You Must. Duel Inkaru serves you poison in a fine tea set of ahamkara bone. Now you have received my mother's message, she says, but I must admit it is all a fabrication. I have written it hoping to know my mother, to capture her true motives. To speculate upon her designs is the greatest worship. She sighs heavily, a sound like a scream up a pit, as she sets the teapot down. We, her children, are all left to speculate on the great questions. Does she love us? Do we make her proud? Would she hesitate for even the tick of a plank moment before she sacrificed us in some cosmic design? Now drink, and as you die and are reborn, I will reveal to you the destiny she has realized for you. The right and singular fate to which all your principles and purposes will bring you. To drink the poison, continue reading. It tastes of bitter regret and psychosis sweat. A poison to end the thoughts of human, neo-human, or machine. You see the cosmos before you like a spiderweb of light. Filaments of galactic superclusters shine in the clouds of invisible dark matter, which glue their mass together. Dark energy yawns in the space between all things, ever growing, ever spreading. Life arises, life spreads, contests itself, and changes. 
great things are built and destroyed. But from your vantage point, you see that the victor of each struggle contains, in its negative, in the marks left upon it by the loser and the shapes it assumes to win, the master record of all that it has beaten. Information may not be erased. Whatsoever survives until the end of the cosmos will possess and remember all which came before it. This is true even of the devouring black hole, which remembers all the secrets it eats. It will only confess these secrets when it evaporates. A Googleplex years from now long after the last stars have flickered out. You are a guardian. You must protect life. If all life is information, and guardians strive to preserve life, and information is preserved when it is secret, then you must convert all life into the most secure form of secrets, durable to the end of time. You must cast all the life you cherish into a black hole. That's really threatening in the end. Right? I don't want to cast all the life I cherish into a black hole. Why would I put it there? That seems really bad. I like my kitty cat black hole. I like my puppy black hole. Yeah, no, it's... I. The part that gets me is that we've been speculating the entire time about like, oh, this is what Savathun really said or, or meant or, you know, this paints it in a different light. Come to find out, the entire thing is a fabrication. Exactly. The entire thing was a lie. Yeah. It's going to look like I'm leaving, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> so yeah, the, the entire like all of it has been a lie apparently. Yeah. Or that itself could be a lie. See, this is the this is what you can't go down and this is what she wants. I know. It's to question everything. Everything becomes a lie. Like where does it where does it stop uh, with her death she's already dead i know she already died but that's but that's she already dead right and, and that's the problem with this lore book is that it's just it's the lore book itself is a lie like it's just you can't believe anything in it and that's the problem that i have with it is the fact that it's just you start reading it and you're like okay that's interesting Oh hey, there's there's hidden messages. There's oh, we're having a choose your own adventure hallucination. Okay, that's kind of cool. And then it's all a lie. And it, it's just it it brings the entire thing into question and you're like you can't trust any of it. So it's just words being spat at you. Right. And that's the problem that I have with it. I mean, it's not just you, it's a lot of people and even with the new information we have now, which does negate a lot of this lore book, or at least answers a lot of the questions this lore book had, trying to put yourself in the shoes of people who got this lore book and didn't have those questions answered makes it a lot more frustrating. Yeah. 
because when we got this lore book originally, I didn't read it. I just uh, ignored it. <laughs> you were smart. I was the person who didn't realize we were getting pieces of lore book every three weeks when we would go visit Mara. <laughs> I just thought we were like seeing sexy Mara every three weeks. <laughs> I was like, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> it's like, how you doing? <laughs> God. It's like, sup? It's like, baby? How you doing? We'll sit on a throne with you. Sup? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And see, I. So, I mean. I actually yeah. was reading the book as I got it. And. Yeah, there's your mistake. I just, I remember just frustration. Mm-hmm. I live in the blissful ignorance. Until someone's like, you need to read this lore book. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Worst <laughs> podcast host ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Orchid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Shout outs. Uh, oh, um, I'm going to shout out a th an entity instead of a human this is a human entity. Um, shout outs to Guardians Mental Health this week. If uh, We've talked about them uh, several times on the podcast before, but if you have um, never heard of them before, which is so super hard to believe since everyone seems to start at episode one when they listen to this podcast, which I'm like, why would you do that? But apparently that's how people do things in podcast land. Welcome to episode, I don't even know what this is, 142. Jesus. You guys are troopers for making it this far. <laughs> I don't know how you've done it. Um, but and I apologize about the garbage from last week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you're still here, welcome. Um, I, uh, I shout Guardians Mental Health. We did a charity or I did a charity stream for them a couple weeks ago. There's like a bunch of really fun clips that they put up on their Twitter pages. Oops, I smacked my mic with my hand. That hurt. So go check those out. Uh, they also have some like totals from those streams up from like how much money we raised. I think we raised like $8,000 or something. Hell yeah. Which is really cool. Like that's an amazing amount of money. And... <laughs> it's amazing that people in the dusty community come together and raise money for mental health and just support them in this way and their mental health packs are free if you don't remember you can go onto their twitter and there's a link to their website you can request a free mental health pack um their free mental health kits uh they just ship them to your house and you don't have to pay for anything that's what these charity streams are for. And they take donations year round on their website. They are a 503C charity. So um, if all donations are tax deductible, yay. Um, I think their most recent mental health kit was done in conjunction with Bungie um, Resolute, uh, who is their artist and a bunch of people who worked on it. I know Matt... Uh, Mylan Games did lore readings <laughs> on it. 
you can like scan a thing and like there's lore in it that's really cool that he did and there's like there's um like jewelry which is like chewable jewelry and it's cool for when you're like super stressed out and just need to like i chew on my sweatshirt a lot so that's actually really good for not chewing on my sweatshirt it's like a an aspie like I, i'm like very like mouth focused so it keeps you from like chewing on sweatshirts like i i, wreck I a bet lot of you sweat. are <laughs> not like that i <laughs> i wreck a lot of sweatshirts so that kind of thing like keeps me from wrecking sweatshirts um but they do a lot of really good things. They have a lot of resources on their website. So, you know, go check them out and um, check out our videos. Those are really cool. If you want more information about them, I think it's Guardians MH uh, is their Twitter handle. Um, they're they're really awesome. So uh, go look at all their stuff. And uh, I just do streaming like twice a year to help them raise money yeah so, but it, like, it's super fun you say that that's all you do but like that's that's still yeah. quite a bit yeah it's fun it's good time so but yeah so if yeah please uh go check out their mental health kits and they're really really nice people and they just want to help so and they're they're really just you want to go like hit them up like on Twitter and you want to just like go play destiny with them. They're like, they go raid a lot too. And they have a podcast. They have two podcasts. I think like they, they have tons of stuff. Like go check. They have, they're on Twitch. They have so much shit. So almost what about you? So it's, it's a twofold, uh, shout, shout oh. out to my, my podcast crew because we, couldn't record over the weekend like we normally try to do um and that's because of my other shout out i entertained a lady friend <gasps> yeah Elvis, what? <gasps> oh my god what I already knew about this. Like I literally <laughs> just said. <laughs> I know, but oh my god, oh my god. No. High five. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Um, no, it, it it it's still very new, so it's we're still getting to know each other. I mean, we've we've been friends for a couple of months. <laughs> several months actually but still getting used to each other's quirks and stuff and but it's we just we had a nice weekend together and it was just nice to disconnect and not deal with anything so i had i had some me time it's so nice i'm so glad that's amazing oh i'm so happy for you you deserve to be happy. And I am. Like it just I'm so oh, I'm so glad. That makes me happy. Like this this past weekend was the happiest I've been in a while. <sighs> so I'm mm, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so yeah. 
This is the part of the episode where we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. That's at Volshock B. The music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators and are willing to file lawsuits to get their content creators back on track. Yeah. <laughs> um, Byzantine something or another policies. <laughs> Byzantine labyrinthian policies. <laughs> YouTube. Um, if you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. Or, you know what? Just jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you want to just type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you're feeling generous, please donate to us on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you. So, say goodbye, Orchid. Goodbye, Orchid. I'm so proud of you. I did that on purpose. That wasn't even by accident. <laughs> I did that for you. I hope you know. Oh, I, I know. And I appreciate it. Ugh. Gross. Take care, everyone. God, I can, like, feel your happiness from here, and it's all gooey <laughs> and disgusting. God, happiness just... just uh, gotta wipe it off. I need a damp towel. <laughs> Gross. Goodbye. The curse placed upon the Dreaming City was modeled upon the recursive, the recursive, recursive time loop computations. I can't, I can't. This is hard. <laughs> the curse placed. Oh my god. <laughs> 